What's up, guys? Welcome to a very long time since we've done an episode of Those College Football Guys podcast, but we yeah. are kind of making a return. Like every, I think we're gonna go on every two weeks just because the off season. Yeah. Uh, there's news, but not like as frequent as in season, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm also, you know, I'm I'm a busy man. <laughs> I, I got things to do. <laughs> that is true. But um, real quick, we're gonna start moving a lot of our like, uh, I guess, like. We're going to start making a little bit more video production on, like, YouTube. So, like, we're yeah. going to have a little opinion pieces, breakdowns of, like, uh, the top 25. Top 25 again. We're going to get back into that. that and also well. the podcast. We're going to continue doing this every couple weeks here yeah. and there. Um, But other than that, we're just going to continue going. Off-season? Uh, talking about college football, man. Yeah, it's, just, it's just two guys sitting, <laughs> sitting in the living room talking Pretty about Pretty much. But <laughs> this, this podcast is going to blow up. Just watch. We're going to... We're gonna be number one here. Just wait on it. Just wait on it. But um, so a couple of days ago it was the uh, so because we're gonna release this, you know, whenever. Uh, a couple of days ago it was National Signing Day, so National Signing Day has come. Don't lie um, to the people. Yesterday, this was anyways, yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday was na- is National Signing Day 2.0. Yeah, National Signing Day yesterday was. You know, most of the, most signing days now are just like every, or most recruits kind of sign on early signing early day. Signing day because they want so, to early enroll. Right, most of them either go in early. Mm-hmm. So, like a lot of, uh, like Notre Dame, I think had a few. And they had twelve. Yeah, so twelve early enrollees. That crazy. seems a lot, pretty high, especially because in yeah. the past years they haven't had many. No, last year I think they had some more similar. 11, really, eleven to thirteen, somewhere around there. Same thing from last year. Wow, that's actually Except pretty I mean, Three of them already transferred out. <laughs> so, <laughs> but National Signing Day came yesterday, or. Sir. Basically yesterday, and on three came out today with their uh, like their on three rankings or like the class rankings. Mm-hmm. And number one, if you haven't paying, been paying attention, you know it's the team that's been uh, spending out the most money. Um, <sighs> allegedly, even, allegedly, 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 allegedly. Uh, Texas A&M comes in at number one. Uh, you know yep. their their top commit is from Powell, Tennessee, high defensive lineman Walter Nolan. Number two in on three consensus, consensus um, which is pretty impressive. I mean, they had eight five stars just uh, from the on three rankings. Yeah. And it's, you know what's funny about that? Previous to this year, yeah. the most that they've had, I think, was four. In a given class? I think so, or three or four, or something like that. I I mean, you saw what Jimbo said. Yeah, yeah. Jimbo came out uh, and, you know, really denied the allegations of the $30 million rumor that they're yeah, yeah. spending on recruiting recruits or recruiting kids. I, I don't know why he needs to lie about yeah, I know, especially because <laughs> it's not something new. Like It's, it's not just, new. This now not it's new. just more so like it's out there now, Like and it's kind of legal in a way yeah. because in the past, if the NCAA kind of found you doing that, you know, yeah. they would give you some sanctions or investigations and stuff like Death that, penalties. right? Yep. Um, but like I, like I just don't get like the whole reason to like... I don't understand that. I mean, it's, it's not like it's not like really like the, the school itself is paying them. You, like you said earlier to yeah. me, the boosters. It's the alumni that are giving money to the school. They're like, hey, this money I'm going to give you, go make the football team better. Right, right. And a lot of it, it's like the uh, like the NIL, like most colleges have like an NIL team, team. right? Yep. And like they usually kind of either seek out deals for players or yep. kind of market their players a little bit better. Yep. But also like if a booster wants to give the NIL team, like here's a so so much, you know, so like a, a well, certain well, amount of money. Well, now there's an NIL team. Originally, he was probably just giving it to... I don't know some yeah some like somebody on the staff that's yeah. like close to like a player right yeah yeah that's what I, like obviously so Tennessee the, and the McDonald's bags kind of thing uh, like recruiting McDonald's business bags. right but, uh, <laughs> but tough look for Tennessee sorry volunteer right, right. fans <laughs> but uh you know they they had the number one class and I think you know mm-hmm. uh 
And that, coming in at number two is Alabama, the, which I, I remember. The top four don't surprise me. The top four, you know, A&M, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. I'm not surprised. They're always going to be up there. Right, right. I think, uh, like you mentioned, the in general, the top three are SEC teams. Like, if yep. like the, it, football matters down not, there. Yeah, if it's not Texas A&M, it's LSU. Yeah. You know, maybe Auburn sometimes if, they have, if they're having a phenomenal season or something, something like crazy. Right. But, so. I mean, Alabama, I think we, when we were, uh, I think, uh, watching, or you know. Florida, actually, my bad. That too, uh, when we were watching recruiting last year, when we kind of were doing this every like couple weeks, mm-hmm. um, Alabama was like maybe in like the twenties and like early teens, right? Mm-hmm. But we were obviously yeah, we knew they were gonna jump up. Yeah, we knew. Like, I mean, they weren't. They're not worried about who's coming. Everybody wants to go to Alabama. Who doesn't want to go to Alabama? I think the, a nice real recruiting pitch too that Nick Saban has already said out loud. He just tells all his recruits or the future recruits. Everybody who's coming to Alabama has won a national championship yeah. at some point since he since what 2009 2010 since he took over yeah pretty much so uh, he I told him he's, that's all he needs to say and everybody I I would be like yeah let's do this I don't care yeah. if I start I'm gonna get two three rings by the time I leave Alabama right and especially if you're going in as a like a, a defensive end or a, a pass rusher or like mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. Uh, a DB or something, mm-hmm. dude. Those like you're gonna be a first rounder, especially like also receivers too. I feel like you can. You don't even like. I understand me like people want to play the sport because they love the sport, so they yeah, want to yeah. play. If I go, you know, I'm gonna. I feel like I'm more of a role player. <laughs> like I'll just do my job. Right, right. But even if I go to Alabama and don't start, but I get a little tick here and there, they still develop me to be a phenomenal player. I'm still probably a, a first, like a first string. At like a, a like a not like not I'm not talking about like max schools. I'm talking if I'm if I'm third string receiver on Alabama team, I could probably start anywhere in the Pac-12, anywhere yeah. in the ACC. You could, yeah, definitely. Like, just look at I think la- a couple years ago when it was uh, Mechie, Devontae Smith, and then uh, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, like the the third best receiver on that team was Devontae Smith. <laughs> and no, I, I was oh, gonna say be born Mechie. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, John yeah, Mechie yeah. because obviously. And he was great. He was amazing. He like was. he's a really talented player. Like and that just like he if easily if he transferred out, he would have easily been a starter. Or, or would have been the year of when Devontae Smith uh or it was Tua throwing that bomb to win that championship game. Yeah, Devontae Smith was the was third, third stringer yeah, yeah. at that time. And he was he was like a true freshman. And then it added it's crazy to think to look back at that now, like he was third string then and then both fast forward a couple of years. He ends up winning the Heisman. Yeah, yeah. Like he was the best college football player that year. I take that back. I think he was a redshirt freshman because I think he was there for five years. Devontae Smith? I think he was. Oh, he was in there for a long run, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, he could have easily left like, in, like as a junior, but he decided to well, stay. He could have left a different school. I didn't know about him until he caught that ball. Right, that's true. But then, so. I mean, the top commit for Alabama this this uh, cycle is uh, Thompson. Uh, from Alabaster Thompson Edge, uh, Jeremiah Alexander. He's number 13. Um, nice. they had four, five stars, 19, four star, two, three stars. Uh, I mean, they had a really nice class. That's a slight class. That's a, that's a regular class. Yeah. Then underneath them, it's another SEC power, you know, mm-hmm. the national champs, you know, Georgia mm-hmm. with four, five stars, 18, four stars, seven, three stars. Again, I think there's also a regular class for Georgia. Right. I mean, their top commit is Malachi Starks, number six in, uh, on three consensus. So. Yeah, they're they're gonna be all right. And those um, of you who don't know who what, what on three is, hey, better catch up because yeah, yeah. on three is coming up. The same dude that made twenty four seven sports, the same guy that made rivals. This right. guy's <laughs> this guy's the, the one thing though. There's some issue. I have some issues with on three and some of their like recruit or some of their. Uh, 
I think it's evaluations. Evaluations I don't, I, I don't on like the, recruits. There's a big disparity in some of them. Like like I told you, the top ten uh, recruits or top ten quarterbacks. They said Braden, Brady Allen was like number ten. He's he's a he's the Purdue commit. Yeah. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's a he's a good player. But they had him like in the t- in the hundreds or like inside the hundreds or something like that. And and every other platform, he's like in the two hundreds. Right. It's a See, big disparity. Yeah, they have some interesting rankings, but it kind of feels a little bit like pro football focus, just not like clickbaity. You know what I mean? I don't. I'm not really getting that vibe. That's the, what I'm getting. Cause God, I hate pro football focus. Pro football man. focus is like very football. clickbait. Like they'll Fuck, put, man. like when they put USC as the number one offensive lineman, uh, oh, wow. offensive line class. Yeah. Like what a joke, but. For real. And then at, underneath uh, them is Ohio State, which I mean we kind of expected a Big Ten. Regular. Uh, Big Ten usually in there. Texas is kind of high for me. I feel like, but then again, I I don't. If Texas A&M is paying uh, students or, or recruits, I'm sure Texas is doing the same. I mean, the, the pockets are run deep in Texas. So I think that's pretty impressive, though. This is a nice haul for Texas. I mean, two five-stars, 24-stars. I, like, I just like the 28 total recruits. I know everybody left Texas, and nobody wants to play for Texas. Well, I mean, they also got some pretty nice transfer ins. Like, I think they had a, like a like a defensive lineman from Alabama, or was he a – like some defensive player from Alabama transferred to Texas. So I think Texas will actually be a little bit better next year. I don't know how great, but, I mean, they'll be – Better than what they were last year. Oh, they won four games this past season, right? Did they? I don't know. Oh. They they're gonna win two more extra games than what they won this this past season. I I'm still, I I don't care, man. The Texas is not is not back. I don't know when they'll ever be back. If, right. So you're just it's old school, right? You, you got to see it to believe it, right? Yeah. And then underneath them is number six Notre Dame. Very, this is very high for Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. Regardless if it's six or if it's in, you know in the outside the top five or in the top ten. It's pretty high. For I mean, I think on three uh, rankings has them like at least at six. This at is, six. might be the highest I think that I've seen in any platform. But even then, even in twenty four seven sports, they give them seven. Yeah. So was it seven or eight? Seven. Seven, really? Wow. But they had a five star, which was uh, their lone five star was uh, Jalen Sneed uh, mm-hmm. from Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, who is the number thirty two player mm-hmm. in the class, which is pretty impressive. Solid. He's, like, he's, he's easily going to be the best player in this But class. even outside of that, I mean, Notre Dame hauled in monstrous at, at linebacker. Yeah, yeah. So they, they needed to uh, target linebackers just because they were down. Uh, well, obviously. Well, even they were down from injuries. Injuries oh. from last year, but also they had uh, Drew White, I think, left. Mm-hmm. And then. Chance uh, Simon transferred out. Simon transferred out. Really, so there's, there's, there's a young guy. I can't remember what his name was now. Another young guy. Can't remember him. Paul Moala? No, no, Paul Moala was out though. Yeah, he was. He out. was injured, but now he's he he's actually, transferring too. Yeah, I don't, he still hasn't decided where. No, he's he's a. Uh, I can't remember. Did some some other kid. Yeah, but they they brought in some pretty good linebackers at least. Uh, Josh uh, Joshua Burnham, Nuafe Tulemaka, and Nolan Ziegler. All three of them, and also with uh, Jalen Sneed. Those are four quality linebackers. Yes, and like, I saw a little a last little fun fact for uh, for I think for, there was a an article out fun facts for each recruiting class. But for Notre Dame, Notre Dame sealed the number two athletes or number two recruits out of five different states. Really? Yeah, that includes Joshua Burnham. That's Jalen Snead is number two in South Carolina. Joshua Burnham's number two in Michigan, and I can't I can't remember the other ones. But I thought those were a little cool fun facts. So Notre Dame's that far of recruiting the best talent around them. Right. I mean, I think they're they're closing the gla- gap now, right? They're, Especially I, with uh, they're beginning to yeah. Marcus Freeman. The Marcus Freeman's doing like they're bringing in some energy into the program Did now. Did you see the size that these kids have? Size. The size of of all the Notre Dame recruits. Have no. you seen the size here? You, I'll show you. I'll I'll, uh, I'll pull it up. Here. We can we can bring that up real quick. But like 
this is a nice haul for Notre Dame, especially on linebacker, because linebacker last year, what I've kind of read up on is they've kind of they just didn't get the production there that they thought. But obviously injuries kind of happened. Mm-hmm. I think Marist uh, Lea, uh, Luafau yep. or whatever yep. he was injured most of the season. Honestly, excited season. to see. I'm excited to see Marist because that man, that man. I think reckless. what was impressive is who stepped up was was JD Bertrand JD, last season. Last yep. season stepped up huge, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. um and and uh Drew White playing with uh, an so, injury. He, he played with a torn like LCL or something like that. Yeah, or yeah, a that's torn pretty PCL that, obviously that just guts right there, but he, played, and he did that for the last like two, three games. That's intense. Yeah, it is intense. I don't know what he's doing, man. He's gonna, mess up his whole knee did you get the thing or no i got it oh let's see it. all right uh, so for this is just a few this is not all everybody out of the class this is just a few of them everybody here is above six foot well, that's nice just about everybody <laughs> there's two there's two guys that are not there are five eleven three guys i'm sorry so we got like joey tonona is six five Neilan's, nolan ziegler is six four did not i did not know that um but josh joshua burnham six four uh nuafe is six two like six five ashton craig six six aiden gobert these guys are guys are big. Like, right. You know, this is where uh, the on three ranking stuff uh, kind of like, like it's just puzzling because Nuafe is a four star in most like platforms for mm-hmm, rankings, mm-hmm. but on three has him as a three star, which is kind of surprising. Hmm. I don't like. The, I feel like the the I like on three so far because I know yeah, we, yeah. we cashed in on the, on this little subscription deal they had going on. Right. Right. Um. But I think they're what they are what they're lacking compared to the like twenty four seven sports survivals is just evaluations. Right. I think the evaluations aren't fully there just because of the disparity. So right. And also there's so many, like you can't you're not gonna get all of them right. Right, right. Which right. makes sense. But Notre Dame obviously great uh defensive haul here. For sure. Uh, now they're gonna try to work the for offensive sure. side. Definitely need to work the offensive side. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll get into recruiting for mm-hmm. the twenty twenty three season. Uh, probably in the next next yep. uh, podcast. Penn State seven. I like I I like Penn State at seven just because I I know I didn't I haven't been given James Franklin his his roses. Yeah. I haven't been given James Franklin's roses, and y'all know that. <laughs> I gotta give him his roses now while, while he's still at Penn State just because that's a great class. Yeah. It's top, a, a top ten class is always a great class. Yeah. They also have three five stars and they got a really nice quarterback that also Notre Dame was going after was Drew mm-hmm. Lar. Drew Lar ended as the best quarterback yeah, in the yeah. class. He, he, yeah, he's going to have a nice uh, – he's probably going to be the – I don't know if he'll start immediately, but – I think he gets tick. He'll he'll get some – he'll get in there at least sometime in the season, yep. I guess. Yep. And then uh, their best uh, top commit was uh, from Reading, uh, Pennsylvania, or Phil- – what is that, PA? Pennsylvania, uh, uh, Pennsylvania, yeah. Pennsylvania? Yeah. Pennsylvania what? Governor Mifflin, running back, uh, Nick Singleton. He's number 24 in the class. I, I just um, think it's Redding, Pennsylvania. Redding? Reading? Whatever. Redding, my bad. Redding, Pennsylvania. Whatever it is. But he, uh, a running back, which they usually have some pretty nice running backs. Like a couple of years ago, it was uh, uh, Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. The year before, I think a couple of years before that. Oh, man, I'm forgetting his name. But, I mean, I, the... The one running back that I remember the most out of Penn State was Evan Royster, I think, and he was a dude. He was pretty I can't good. Remember that. that might have been. Yeah, it was a while ago. Before a long, I was paying attention ago. too much. Um, Oklahoma at eight. I like, and then obviously at number eight, Oklahoma. Oklahoma closing out the the recruiting inside the top ten was pretty impressive. After Lincoln Riley kind of just. I think they got a, a good a lot of quality guys, and Brent Venables was able to keep some of the kids that wanted to transfer out. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, he wasn't going to keep like some keep, of the offensive players. He wasn't but... keep all of them, but I think I think this is a good class for Oklahoma, especially him starting out. I, it, you can't really credit this whole class to Brent Venables. I just think that the kids really just fell in love with Oklahoma. 
Yeah, I think it's yeah they fell in love with Oklahoma and the the staff that was kind of there before like with mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not the entire staff went with Lincoln Riley. Right. Some of them did, yep. but yeah, this is this is nice for Oklahoma because they just got obviously they they would have had the number one uh, running back in the class, which yeah. was uh, uh, the kid that transferred or that transferred, but he switched. Yeah, uh, for twenty twenty three, I think it's was it the relief kid. Yeah, I think he's 2023. 2023? So yeah. what is uh, Malachi Nelson? Is he also a 2023 kid? Yes. Dang. So he has the number one running back in? And, yeah, quarterback, I'm pretty sure. Really? I know Malachi Nelson is for sure 2023. He's yeah, yeah. still waiting another year. I thought the running back was a uh, I, that I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, not, but well, I'm not too could sure. Could be wrong. But I like this. Uh, I also like the hire of Brent Venables and his offense coordinator with Levy from, that came from Ole Miss. Um, I like their their additions in the transfer portal with uh, Dylan Gabriel. Mm-hmm. I think they're not going to take a step back. Like this this narrative that Oklahoma is going to take a step back just because Lincoln Riley's not there. I don't I don't see that. I happening. don't see that happening. I think the pickup of Dylan Gabriel is amazing. I yeah. think that's Dylan Gabriel is was too rich for UCF's blood. I think I think he was too good for UCF. And I mean I'm not saying that UCF wasn't doing well. They're doing well. They've, you know, I, I'm not. They. I think it's kind of impressive what UCF has done. They not only got uh, him, mm-hmm. Dylan Gabriel, but also McKenzie Millen, both underrated, elevated, and they just elevated. they were able to get the get everything out of them elevated and program. everything and more. They're they're joining the Big Twelve, aren't they? With uh, yeah, with Cincinnati. I think it's I think it's phenomenal. I yeah. love it. I love the move. I think UCF is 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 more serious than people think they are, and I love that the, the Oklahoma picked up Dylan Gabriel. I think Dylan Gabriel is, is going to be a top five quarterback next season. Yeah, I also think that Oklahoma with uh, Brent Venables, their defense, they're going to start playing defense more. Yes, like their defense is going to be. Like, Brent, Brent Venables is going to introduce defense in the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're going to be they're going to be nasty outside of Iowa State. Iowa State's been decent. Iowa State, yeah, I, I Iowa State, that. and Baylor. Oklahoma State last Baylor's year was pretty good. Pretty, Oklahoma pretty, State lost their DC, what? but you know what? I, I recant that statement because there were some pretty good defense. Those, I guess, like you said, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Iowa State. All in the Big 12 last season yeah. were pretty solid defensively. Very solid defenses. Um, their best player, uh, for their best, uh, their top commit from this class is Gentry Williams. He was a cornerback, number 76. Uh, they're definitely going to be. Brent, pre- yeah, they're Brent Venables be able to stay, able to keep him. Yeah, yeah. We have another story on the Oklahoma and Brent Venables and Dabo, but we'll get into that here after this. Good story. Number, Makes you feel good about it. Yeah, at number nine, we have Michigan with a five star, 14 star, uh, 14 four stars, my bad, eight three stars. Uh, 22 total recruits. Um, I don't know much in this class. Uh, I did see that they did did they did pick up a cornerback. Obviously, their top corner is Will Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, from Gross Point or Gross Point. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really pay much attention to the recruiting class from Michigan either. No, yeah, I, I don't. I think, but they had. I think they were going after a very uh highly touted uh defensive lineman, a defensive edge. And I think he might have uh, flipped to Oklahoma, which is the funny thing. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, just yesterday. Oh, you know what? I think I saw. I, I think I was talking about. I think I saw a graphic about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I I think he he was like he, a high four star or something, or just something a four like star or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so he was very talented. Either he, way, like like we said before, the top a top ten recruiting class is it's gonna be a great recruiting class. So. Yeah, yeah. And then at number ten, we have North Carolina. North Carolina with a five star, eleven four stars, five three stars, and seventeen total recruits. Oh, that, which is, you is know, what nice. what's surprising about North Carolina is like they can recruit pretty well. Mm-hmm. I, they've recruited well the last couple of years. Yeah. This is a nice haul too at the number ten. Mm-hmm. But they just there's something about them just underperforming. Like obviously in this summer, well, I think it's, it's only this past season and was it the season before as well. The season before they were just their defense was young. So defense was young. This past year they just didn't. They just. Though, well, this past year they lost their 
their leading two receivers and yeah, their yeah. running back. But I'm, I'm not Sam talking Howell about by himself. Yeah, I'm not talking about offense. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about defense more so. But uh, yeah, offense. I knew it was going to take a dip because of the production from the two running backs, their receivers. I um, I mean I, I think it's I think there's more of a testament to to Mac Brown. I think Mac yeah. Brown still being able to recruit at this level is he the one hands on with these recruits? I don't know. He's kind of old, so I don't know if he really can relate with the recruits like that. Yeah, but. If anything, he's he's hiring a really good staff that yeah, brings that can kids yeah, to yeah. come play at North Carolina, and like, and we all know Mac Brown's a very good head coach, yeah, so yeah. he know he knows football. Uh, so I like the recruiting class. I I think it, it's just good for football overall in terms of like ACC play. I'm tired of seeing. I think we are tired of seeing you know Clemson lead the conference. Uh, not that they did this past season, because this was Pittsburgh's year. But outside of that, right, and then. And that's what's funny about that. We talk about the ACC with North Carolina. Underneath them is Miami, mm-hmm. who uh, with uh, Mario Cristobal now. Honestly, uh, good for good for Mario Cristobal. For yeah, going back home. Going back home and well, finishing with a number eleven class in in on three. I, yeah, I haven't. So I haven't seen if they if he has a full staff now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think earlier I noticed that he hadn't signed a whole staff. He still missed some pieces, huh? I, that's what I think, or that's what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. But I may be wrong. In um, in twenty seven twenty four seven sports, Miami has the fifteenth best recruiting class. So on three favors a lot of their recruits, like mm-hmm. they, and they only have ten recruits on. Uh, is that what it says? Ten on the twenty four seven. Uh, twenty four seven sports says they have uh fourteen commits. Fourteen. Wow. So ten on, four stars and four three stars. On three has them. Those those other three stars or those other uh, recruits might not be ranked. Might not in, be ranked at all. Oh yeah. In uh, on three. Yep. But. Um, on three favors them pretty high. They or has them pretty high. I'm like at eleven, which Even is with, with 10, ten recruits. You know, ten, ten players that really gonna help your team. I think you need a little more. You need, you need some, you need some, some heft in there. Right, but I mean, they have a good start. They have, they already have their quarterback, so they have they don't have to worry about the quarterback. Position. Van Dyke is good. Van Dyke's a, he's the dude there. And then, uh, I just, I mean. Mario Cristobal is going to be able to recruit uh, offensive linemen because he he was an offensive lineman before, so he's going to be able to get those guys in. Mm. I think in general, this is just good uh, momentum and good energy going towards uh, uh, Miami because Miami has always felt like they could contend in the ACC, especially with Clemson because they have all the talent in the South, like yeah. over there in Florida. Yeah. But they just haven't been able to keep that talent home. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think Mario Cristobal is going to. I think he's the right dude to change like that kind of recruiting narrative i think he builds up uh, miami to i can't say i hope i hope he brings it back to what it was I 2001 think a success for them would i would say like at least nine to ten wins a season and keep being competitive against clemson and say like an sec every once in a once in a while that would be kind of nice that'd be nice for football i i would i just hope he i just hope he just brings back the swagger really yeah. I, I i obviously wasn't i was too young when that was going on yeah. but like you know what though that'd be cool one thing that I that I've I hope that he gets rid of is that like the turnover chain all that. He got stuff. rid of it already. He did. It's gone. Great, because that stuff it's it's only good if you're actually winning and competing and. I I'm 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 good, I'm good with the turnover chains. You really? Hey, that and the, and the turnover slam dunks and the, and the, I'm done, I'm good with the props. Get rid of the props. We're here to play ball. <laughs> Right, I got I. It's cool and all. You have a turnover chain. That's cool. You 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 might be winning the turnover battle. You're still losing games. Yeah. Uh, you gotta get. Yeah, figure it out offensively. They did end uh, the season pretty nice though. I think uh, I can't remember, but they had some nice solid wins uh, last year. 
Uh, coming in after them is uh, LSU. Uh, Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame. He now he wants to he went to uh, LSU. So pretty impressive getting the Harold Perkins to sign with them. Yeah. Um, he's from Texas. Uh, I think he was originally from Louisiana. Is that is that what uh, it said? He. I think he's from Louisiana. Uh, well, it says he's well. He's from Cypress, Texas. Ooh, I can't. I'm. I'm not. I'm not certain anymore now. That makes me nervous. Yeah. But uh, I think it's imp- – well, it's kind of crazy that he decommitted from Texas A&M because he was originally mm-hmm. uh, committed to Texas A&M. He was only committed for a couple of weeks. Though, right, right. So. Uh, but uh, Harold Perkins to sign with LSU is huge because, one, I think he's the lone five-star in the class. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is surprising because don't they have the, the quarterback that's coming in too? Uh, I was going to say Harold again. What's his name? Howard. Howard, right? Yeah, something, he, something Howard. He was a five star on some on some platform. He should still be a five star, as far as I know. Well, yeah, uh, but they had six four stars, eight three stars, but a lot of their damage There's, or a lot of the, like the work that they put in was in the transfer portal. Walker Howard, that's just, that was the quarterback's name. He's actually he fell out, went to a four star. He's really? at he's fortieth in twenty four seven sports. Wow, dang! Yeah. And no, I guess Harold Perkins has always been from uh, Texas. Texas. I guess he's always been a fan. I know that he's always been a fan of LSU. So I know a lot of LSU fans were really down Brian Kelly's throat to go talk to him, and Brian Kelly never reached out to him. Yeah, he had no staff. He had no time. staff to talk to him. He can't go in there blind by himself. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the Brian Kelly dancing on on recruits or dancing with recruits, like on the on the on the turn? I don't like platform. it. Man. I mean, it, it's I like the idea of the the whatever right, the, right. The, the camera angle. Yeah, the, yeah, it's not bad. It's cool. It's not bad. You don't have to dance. Just, I like what he did with with. I mean, I kind of like what he did with uh, Walker Howard. Yeah. Where they were just back to back, and all you gotta do is kind of like just you know just stand there and right. look tough. Maybe give give a little couple flexes, give your L or whatever. You know, give your Louisiana L or whatever you want to do. Walker had a ball in his hand, I think, right. so he was just flipping it around. Just that. It doesn't have to be like I don't know why the video's mad long. Why is it so? It's too long. <laughs> that like a video like that, like a little, little you know video like that, could just do two two full turns. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. So all you gotta do as Brian Kelly is all you gotta do, man, stand there, smile, maybe maybe you cross your arms, maybe flex up a little bit, who knows? You'll know, push your biceps up a little more, give your L, call it a day. Yeah, Notre, a lot of LSU fans think that Notre Dame fans are salty that they took uh Brian Kelly from them. But I think it's I was salty when it ha- the way it happened. Yeah, I mean I think most of the cultural world was kinda like that's a bad look. For Brian Kelly. I think it was more so a bad look at the fact that he didn't answer questions. Like the dude literally was, he did his uh, like a three minute speech and then he was like, and oh, he I'm left, out. didn't take any field any questions from the player. Right, right, he didn't even like, like, uh, even like get a, like, uh, I don't know, I guess give, give his players like at least some kind of closure or some kind of like, like, right. But then as I, as we're, as we're kind of going through the, the offseason and, and Marcus Freeman is recruiting and all that. He didn't really build a relationship with the players to begin with. He wasn't really like like we even surmised this when it was all happening. He wasn't even the lead guy in recruiting. He was yeah, just yeah, the no. he was just the closer, if that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he was the closer. But <laughs> that's funny to think of it. But obviously, Notre Dame fans will say obviously he didn't recruit as well as he could have, and and I'm kind of seeing that with Marcus Freeman because the way him and like the offensive coordinator Tommy Reese, they're just they're flying. 
week in and week out, all over the country. They're in a recruit's house at least three times in the week, or three times in like or in a week. Is what it seems like right now. Obviously, once once they start their spring practices, uh, that that'll die down a little more. Right, right. I think there's also a dead period like coming up here soon. So yeah, uh, probably. So coaches can't actually do their visits, um, or in-home visits. I just think well, as we as the time has gone by, right, and seeing what happened with LSU or uh, Notre Dame and Brian Kelly to LSU, I look at it as kind of like good riddance just because there's a lot of stories coming out of like how Brian Kelly treated his staff at Central Michigan or how he treated some players at Notre Dame or you know how you know he kind of went about the whole Notre Dame leaving Notre Dame thing right it just it doesn't sit very well if I like it doesn't sit very well with me as like as a fan of college football seeing how he treated some of the staff at Central Michigan made them made graduate assistants shovel the snow or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, uh, when, every, when he left, like, all this stuff, like, that was, I don't know, I wouldn't say hidden, but, like, that was, I guess, hasn't been talked about in a very long time, resurfaced. It, see, it seems like it was, it, I, can't, I can't say it was on the, on the low. It just, it was probably big when it happened, or probably somebody mentioned it when it happened. And, and somebody probably wrote an article about it, but, like, nobody yeah, cared yeah. enough because he was winning games, right? He was, and yeah. When you're winning games, nobody cares at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, Brian Kelly's going to get some good classes coming in through for LSU. Sure, for sure. Um, now, I mean, can he actually do the work to to get those top uh, top five classes? He needs to he needs to meet he needs to meet Alabama and Texas A&M every year. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see how he like what that looks like because he left Notre Dame because he th- he says there's it's easier to get talent at LSU. Not only that, I think he also I think he also said this might be a rumor. It could have been loose loosely said. But he pretty much said that uh, you, he's reached a ceiling in Notre Dame that you can't win. You can't win. You can't win in Notre Dame. That's what he's saying. You, you can win the, the the season games. Can't win the ones that matter in Notre Dame. I think. I feel like it's more. This might be more of a knock on. You can't coach the big games. Maybe. Either, uh, well, you can't say that because he has national titles at the D two level or whatever. He does have national titles. I'll give him that. But I mean, when he took his step up to Division One. I think he's just not a grinder. He, I think he just got worn out and just burnt out on having to sell, like, oh, this, what what Notre Dame is. Notre Dame is as like, uh, like, academic power and yeah. uh, I mean, kind of secluded. Give, and I mean, I, I'll give overtones. I'll give Brian Kelly his roses now. I mean, I've been giving him his roses for a while, for a yeah. long time. He he brought back Notre Dame from obscurity, from just being almost a nobody. Back, uh, well, when. Charlie Weiss was around. And right, right. They were they were terrible with Charlie Weiss mm-hmm. and the the three pe- previous coaches like after uh, or before Brian Kelly like they didn't do well either. No. So having him kind of right the ship, kind of build them back up to yep. what it is now, yep. and then give him his roses. Now and now I I think overall it makes again when the blue buds are good it yeah. makes college football better. Right. To me, I understandably some people are going to say something else about that because blue bloods kind of controlled the sport. I think when the, when the Blue Bloods are good, Texas, Notre Dame, Alabama, USC, Miami, when they're good, college football is right, I feel like. It, and, and bringing Notre Dame back into the fold of national relevance. National rele- relevance. I was about to say elite. People are going to get upset about that. Because uh, now, that, like, like we've said before, Notre Dame is no longer on the doorstep or knocking on the door. They're in the building. They're at the table. Yeah, I think they're just like we mentioned this. I think a couple other podcast episodes ago, but they're I think a legit quarterback and a couple receivers away from that's it, from really taking off. That's it, and I kind of like what they're doing right now with the coaching hires and the young like the significance of of 
of the coaching hires that they're that they're hiring and this uh, how young youthful they are yeah. i like that and i kind of don't because it makes it makes it, it means to me that like these guys will not stay in their name for long term not long term but at least for the immediate future for the, for the next three four years i'd say maybe some yeah for some up. of them right um underneath uh but that was lsu lsu is going to have a good class is coming in a couple of years yep, at least yep. that's what the hope is um which if they don't get top five classes with brian kelly like Something, something's wrong. I'm not going to say top five because they got to compete with everybody in the South. I, I do. I'll, give, I'll give them top ten. If LSU's not in the top ten, then, something, then this is going to be harping back towards a, a, a nerd, uh, not nerd name, a Brian Kelly problem. Yeah, it might be like, oh, Brian Kelly's, uh, like, you know, he's always known for, like, developing players, and I think he will do that, continue to do that. Mm-hmm. But his knock has always been, like, he can't close on those five-star, like, mm-hmm picks but i mean obviously picking yep. up uh well now with all the money and revenue that he can that he, that he has at his disposal disposal he can now just uh, hire great staff to do that work for him right um but underneath them is clemson clemson having in a nice class at number 13 a five star uh my guess is just Cade klubnik uh number 26 in I the like class him. I like him he's a nice quarterback he played in i think in the all-american bowl or yeah the, i think he I don't know if it was the Army or the Under Armour one. I think it was Under Armour. Under Armour. But he, he played really well. I think he won, like, the MVP of that I'm like, li- game, I'm right? Lying. I think it was the Army one. Irregardless. <laughs> he, uh, he ended up winning the, the MVP for whatever bowl he was at, right? He's or good. He's good for out. sure. Um, they have 10 four-stars and eight three-stars, 17 total recruits. Um, they got some good pickups. Small um, class. It's hard. I mean, I can't imagine it. It must be hard for Dabo just because he lost his both his OC and DC. And right. Other OC staff. went to be the head coach at Virginia. I think so. And then yep. D.C., obviously, uh, Brent Venables Brent went back home to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty impressive to keep those two dudes with a Clemson for so long. Yeah. Because they, e- they could have easily had like, head coaching jobs. Like, Brent Venables easily could have already went somewhere else. Right, right. But he was the mo- highest paid, I think, coordinator mm-hmm. for a while. As he should. Phenomenal easily. defense. And then extremely great defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always funny to me that people say, like, uh, you can't uh, stop anybody in today's game. But that's not true because not true. The, at, at the very end, the college football, like the playoff and the college football national ta- championship game has been won by defense as well. Like Georgia just won one with defense. Like, yes, mm-hmm. uh, shut, Alabama, down, shut down a high-powered Alabama offense. Well, a couple injuries helped there injuries with their offense. Too. But injuries still, like too. the speed that those front seven for Georgia is out of is just outrageous. Yep. That was just crazy. Yep. And then you saw that too with Clemson's defense uh, when they beat uh, when they uh, blew out uh, Alabama, Alabama a couple years back, like you just have to like mm-hmm. like defense may not be the like what gets you to uh, like to win a national championship all the time, but a great defense can at least help you. Like it'll mm-hmm. lean, you can lean on mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. even if you make a mistake here and there. I think right now at the moment, I think that same mantra of cha- defense wins championships. I think that's still alive for, yeah. for the most part. Offense right. is definitely a big is. It's, it's leaning towards more offensively powered uh, teams. Yeah, because now. it's harder to stop people. But when you have like like Georgia, I think is probably the biggest example. Mm-hmm. Like when you have nine or eight five star defender defenders. Yep. Like they're like future uh, pro football players. Yep. The only issue was that Georgia had to wait to till they developed really. Yeah, so yeah. they had these guys for a while. They just had to wait till they got to that point. To right. Be- you know, play great defense. So. Right. I think Clemson. I don't know how good they'll be. You know, it'd be surprising to see this quarterback battle. Uh, cause Kate Klubnik might be the better thrower than 
then DJ. DJ. And DJ then, has like just speed balls. He doesn't have any touch. You know, like it didn't seem like it didn't seem. It does seem like he's lacking touch or or that finesse. Right. Or he just he just he. It's all like speed to it's, him. It's he's like, putting like, a lot of power. Exactly. A lot of muscle behind it. And then he could the develop return. into a better thrower. Well, but well, it was so crazy that they also uh, got, brought back um, uh, Hunter Johnson. Oh yeah, the transfer right, Hunter Johnson started uh, his career at Clemson, went to North or Northwestern, I mean, and then going back to Clemson. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird to me that they brought him back because he hasn't even been that good even at Northwestern. I don't yeah, even yeah. think he won the starting position for yeah, a while. His career has not panned out the way my guess a lot of like uh, well, locals here. Locals in Indiana yeah. or just in uh, Brownsburg area have kind of like thought that his career was going to go right. Yeah, so it's um, it's, a, it's it's a little sad. I you know I'm hoping the best for him. I, I hope. I hope he beats out DJ. I mean, I don't feel shots. that bad for him. I mean, the dude literally is getting top-end education. I mean, he went to Northwestern. That's so. true. That's true. And my guess, he graduated because he can transfer out again mm-hmm. um, and play immediately. Uh, so that's Clemson at number 13. 14 is Kentucky. I like what Kentucky's doing. Uh, they're they're always they're a tough team to beat. They, they will make you work for every every win. Um, their bet their top commit is from uh, does I say Indiana mm-hmm. from Charleston ta- mm-hmm. Charlestown. Mm-hmm. He was a five-star for a while. Sucks that he kind of dropped out. They were also in the mix to get uh, Emil Wagner, the commit for yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, because Emil had ties to Kentucky. Yeah, Emil Wagner's brother, he's, uh, I think, on the coaching staff of mm. Kentucky, mm. which if they had gotten uh, Emil Wagner, that that would have been a nice haul. Good haul. Keon- Keontae Goodwin and also Emil Wagner. Mm-hmm. Very good haul there. Um, no, uh, after them is Missouri, so already we have a couple of SEC schools coming back to back. Let's rattle these off. Missouri. Missouri. Their top commit is wide receiver Luther uh, Burden, number eight, uh, one five star in the class. That's impressive. Uh, underneath them, sixteen Tennessee. Now, uh, now they're just paying them openly. Yeah. <laughs> they need, yeah. need to do it. In uh, their top bags. commit is from uh, North Carolina, Char- Charlotte. Um, B Vance Edge, uh, James Pierce, number one twenty one. Uh, 17 is Oregon. Uh, Oregon with uh, losing no Mario Cristobal. I like Dan Lanning. I'd like Dan, I like Dan Lanning, Dan Lanning a lot. I like the hire. I like the hire a lot. I like. We'll we'll get into this here in a second, but uh, they're one of my favorite teams with with uh, momentum and juice going into 2022. Like even with the loss of Mario Cristobal and uh, yeah, some of the, like Kayvon Thibodeau's gone and their quarterback. Uh, I think he might have transferred out or one of their quarterbacks transferred out. Yeah, he tried. He transferred a while back, yo. Right. Start. We're talking about the, the the kid that was back up to Justin Herbert. No, got wrong guy. Wrong guy. Different I think. guy. And then obviously losing Travis Dye to USC. Yeah. Um, I think they'll still be okay. I think they'll be able to compete in the in the Pac-12. I don't think the Pac-12 is all that strong. Well, I think they'll, I think they'll still win the North. Yeah, they'll easily easily win I the North. I, win I think they're toughest. I, I just don't know who their quarterback is. Yeah, but I I, I think that their staff that he's built there, I think it's pretty good. I think they have a good staff going. Uh, not too long uh, after uh, Oregon, we have Auburn, uh, zero five stars, eight four stars, ten three stars, uh, four star cornerback uh, JD Jadarian uh, Rime, Rim. Uh, if I I probably butchered yeah. that, uh, he's number one sixty five. He is their top commit. Mm-hmm. Uh, good haul for Auburn, uh, Florida State as well. Mm-hmm. Florida State's kind of impressive up here. I um, like that. I I I'm you know like I said, when the blue buds are good. Football's good. Exactly. Their their top uh, uh, recruit is a safety, Sam McCall, number fifty six. Uh, and after them is Stanford. That's kind of cool too. It's it's crazy to me to see that just because 
David Shaw is still one of the highest paid co coaches, but he's the at the moment for for the past couple of seasons, he's been the most underperforming teams. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say underperforming. I think it's just attrition, injuries. Uh, I mean, he still has the ability to like, uh, like beat has... teams. Like he beat Oregon last year. Okay, what do you win? Three, four games last year? Yeah, this is a down year, but I mean, this is a nice recruiting class. I mean, modern day linebacker David Bailey is their top commit, number sixty-four. That's not saying uh, kind of impressive to me. Yeah, and I mean, this summary basically just talks on his ability to recruit consistently good classes, which they're not terrible classes, but they're not great classes. They're just good classes, and I think that's just. I mean, they have the same issue that I guess Notre Dame has, but it's not really an issue. It's just you have to sell the academics there and also mm -hmm. the standards. I don't think it's too hard to sell academics for some for most kids. I feel. I, I also like it's like. It, I mean, if Stanford like just looked at what Notre Dame did. I feel like that would be like the easiest way to kind of transition into okay, we can be competitive. Oh, so you're saying they need a new head coach? I don't. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that they need to stop running the, the power or, like, the pro-style offense that they run, like, under center or something like that. They need to adapt. They definitely need to change things up. Like, that's just not – like, it's great when it's when they have, like, big, heavy dudes up front, right? Yeah. When they have that big offensive line. Mm -hmm. And a phenomenal running back like they used to always have. Right, like with Bryce Love Bryce and Love. Uh, McCaffrey, mm -hmm. right? But when and they then, don't uh, – Ty Montgomery. Right, when they're missing, like, when they can't get the offensive line right or they're not, they don't have the same, like uh, – uh, electricity like in the backfield with like a running back mm -hmm. like it just doesn't work the same it just you're putting too much pressure on the on the quarterback to make throws and then all the pressure on the running back to get five six yards exactly maybe break out a, a big gain i don't know man i it's the yeah either adapt or die yeah so we'll see what happens continues to happen at stanford mm -hmm. um although david shaw feels like the right dude right there um, he's he feels Stanford because he's been there. For I mean, like he feels Stanford. Cause, I mean, that's all we've known of him being yeah. there. But like, to me, I feel like it's. I'm not saying to move in a new direction and a new head coach, but he needs to he needs to change the philosophy. You know what he should do? He should honestly reach out to Andrew Luck and try to get him to come back and coach. Either a coach or like some kind of analyst role or some kind of like uh, uh, about an OC role or some kind of like player development or some kind of like uh, leadership role, right? You know, something, I'd reach out to Andrew Luck. Right to like recruits would look at that, especially quarterbacks. Be like, especially quarterbacks. They'd be like, I, I could be like get trained or get like some kind of like knowledge from Andrew Luck. Like that you dude know, was dude, an all timer. Dude, Andrew Luck's probably like twenty. Was he twenty eight? Yeah, dude, he's still young. He's still very young. And he, I honestly, if he wanted to coach, he would do amazing. Not only recruiting. I think he, you know what? I think Andrew Luck will come back to to coach. I don't know when, but because obviously he has, he well, wants to. He's, he's a father right now. He's a father to a young young child. So. Right, right. I think he appreciates that more than obviously. Anything else. Right. Which makes sense. I mean. It makes sense to me. I think he comes back and coaches. That would be cool, though, if he came he back. I've I, always wanted him to come back. I, I don't care if I want, he comes I want, back. I want, I want him to play. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, understand? Understand? He's so young, man. Yeah. Jeez. Just waste. But uh, ain't no waste, moving, man. He's looking for. He's looking after himself. Right. But I mean, it, like it's just. I. I. It sucks that like, the Colts wasted like years with him, especially when they well, didn't they, have offensive line. Well, yeah. When you can't protect your mm. star player, it's the same thing that's happening with Trevor Lawrence, and I feel bad for Trevor. I feel. Uh, I think so we're only one year in. Only yeah, one year. In. One year in, but. I would say it's more so like Better Joe Burrow. Like, they can't block him. They, they can't block for anything. And then Joe Burrow's getting it done. Getting it done. Basically how uh, Andrew Luck got it done. So, it's true. And also in the AFC. Oh, man. 
Uh, now now you made me even more nervous for, for uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. I hope he, <laughs> I hope it works out for him. Um, after uh, Stanford, we have Ole Miss, uh, zero five stars, six uh, four stars, eleven three stars. I got the um, I got the transfer list ready to rock when we're whenever. Madison after this. Uh, at twenty two. Uh, their top commit is uh, Germantown. Uh, Madison, uh, Germantown defensive lineman Xavier Harris, number one fourteen. Uh, number twenty two. We have Oklahoma State, uh, who had twenty one total recruits with fourteen three stars and six four stars. Uh, their top commit looks like uh, he's a wide receiver, Talon Shel- uh, Shetron, uh, number 97. 23 is Mississippi State. Uh, Travion Williams is the top commit there. Uh, no five stars, four four stars, 17 three stars. Wow. Uh, number 24, Michigan State. Michigan State also, also making a good, uh, good class in here. Mm-hmm. And number 25, Florida. Uh, we'll stick at probably. We'll, so we'll stick at 25. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to go all the way to 20. All, all the rest of them. They just went to 28. But Indiana, when uh, I think that's a like a, a kind of a notable Indiana at 27, mm-hmm. impressive. South mm-hmm. Carolina also 28. They also picked up uh, Spencer Radler. Uh, 26 Arkansas. It's I true. like Arkansas's trajectory right now. They. I love it. Sam Pittman's doing something crazy there. I like, I like what he's doing. I like that. Um, I mean, also, for so long, Arkansas has been at the bottom. I like to, you like to see the, the the underdog get up there. I mean, they were good, like in the th- uh, uh, thousands with uh, Darren McFadden. Yeah, when they were, yeah, a long time ago. Right, right, right. We're now in 2022. You want to bring up that uh, the transfer? Uh, I got the transfer list. So 27 Sports, uh, as everyone knows, has the transfer football team rankings uh, as well. I'll go through the top five. I'm gonna just fire them off. Ready? From one to five, it's USC, Ole Miss, LSU, Oklahoma, and Florida State. All right, hold on. Let's talk about that real quick. So USC. I just want to go through the top five first. Oh. Just want to drop the five on you. Yeah, that's fine. So USC going to number one, uh, being number one makes sense. I oh. think they have only ten actual high school recruits. So they yeah. they only have ten commits from high school, and then the rest they have thirteen commits from transfers alone. Right, right. So they they definitely uh, like went into the transfer portal heavy, heavy, which made sense because Lincoln Riley just wants immediate success instead of working for it or building it, right? For sure. Uh, and also Caleb Williams, everybody knew he was going to go to uh, USC. Mm-hmm. So and then Mario Williams going. Mario there. Williams, Travis Travis Dye, like you you Travis mentioned Dye earlier, going there. Uh, Brendan Rice from uh, which is oh which, Colorado, right? From Colorado, which is Jay Rice's son. Yeah, and then they also did get uh, uh, the Stanford running back. He was a highly uh, touted too. He was a Austin four-star. Jones. Yeah, he was, Austin uh, Jones. It was pretty good there. Um, so, so they picked up a lot of skill guys. Immediate right. skill guys that are going to contribute immediately. And that's good for USC. Yeah, but skill guys, but... It's good for USC, but... I was, let me finish my thought. <laughs> but they don't... They still... I don't know what 20... Where, what, what, now I was about to say 27 20, sports. I don't know what uh, Pro Football Focus is looking at. Because the O-line yeah, yeah. is not as good as they as they claim to be. No. They got 30 piece by UCLA. It was like 60 to 30 something. Jeez. But uh, and number two, you said it was LSU. Number two is LSU. LSU, who who's their? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, Ole Miss. Sorry, sorry. Ole Miss. Sorry. Oh, they got Jackson Dart. They added in Jackson Dart. And then they also have uh, Trig. Oh yeah, uh, the tight end from USC. Mm-hmm. See, this is what I was saying. They're trading. USC, they're trading pieces. They have Michael Trig, but then their number two recruit or transfer recruit is uh, Zach Evans from TCU. Zach Evans. And he was uh, he running was, back, right? Yeah, he was just a freshman this past season. Yeah, he's pretty good too. Very good. Very good. Uh, Ole Miss will be a little. They'll be actually kind of. I think the SEC. I think I'm. I can't be any more excited for the SEC this coming season. Yeah, it's pretty I think good. Norm, like normally, SEC is always good. They're always going to be good. Yeah, yeah. But now it's not just going to be the Alabama and uh, and Georgia show. Yeah. Because now LSU is going to step up a little bit. Ole Miss is definitely stepping up. Texas A&M, 
you better step up with the money you're throwing around. Yeah, Arkansas. Arkansas. I I'm I love it. I'm here yeah. for it. Uh, Florida. I love Billy Napier. Yeah. I love it. I love that hire. Yeah, he'll do really good. And then uh, go on with your six through ten. All right, six through ten. Oh, all right, six through ten. Uh, Arkansas. Excuse me. Arkansas, South Carolina, Texas, Michigan State, Nebraska. I like the Nebraska in there. Nebraska, obviously, Nebraska. needed to get some pieces. Mm-hmm. I think they got 12. The, they had 12 commits from Treasure. I think they got the quarterback from uh, from Texas. It was something Thompson, right? Uh, Yes, Casey Thompson from Texas. Yeah. He's actually uh, – he played a little bit last year. He's, he's not good. bad. Yeah, no, he's, he's a not quarterback. Bad. I think with Scott Frost, they'll actually be pretty good. And then who uh, – number six, you said Arkansas, right? Arkansas. Funny, we talked about them just a second ago. Um, they'll be pretty good. Who's the, who's their top rec- uh, their top transfer? Top transfer for Arkansas. Oh, sorry. Well, I don't, don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened. They just took me out of there. Uh, their top, their top transfer to Arkansas is Drew Sanders, linebacker from Alabama. Drew Sanders. Oh, that's a nice pickup. And then their next guy is uh, Jaden Hasselwood, wide receiver from Oklahoma to to Arkansas. Okay, and who's the third? Third is their cornerback Dwight McLaughlin from LSU to Arkansas. They have some good pieces coming in. They have they, they have good pieces. They have mainly in. have. Uh, 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 I guess you'd say the mainly defense. So you got all, they got a linebacker, uh, two corners, two safeties, and a running back from. I don't know his run, their running back is leaving, uh, Arkansas. So they're they're re, they're loading up on the defense, which makes sense because they have to stop teams too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's wow. Their defense is going to be nice and strong. I think this defense is going to be good. Is is Trey Burke coming back? I think he was a senior, but I may be wrong. Are they a COVID year. If he wants to come back, oh, that's true. That and the quarterback. What was his name? Uh, something Jefferson, right? KJ Jefferson. KJ Jefferson. I think KJ, I don't. I haven't heard anything about him declaring. Yeah, he might come back. If he comes back, he might actually be a little bit better this coming season. I just don't like how he's so nonchalant. He's nonchalant. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it just seems like he's not. It, honestly, it quite literally seems like the ball's jumping out of his hand. Like it just feels like he's just kind of flicking his wrist and the ball just leaps. Yeah. But I, I feel, I don't know. I, I feel like it's not. I need when I was watching him play. While he's still a phenomenal player. I need him to, to have a little more passion when he's playing. Yeah. Uh, go on with your 11 through 15. 11 through 15. Uh, also, number. Let me let me go back to say that South Carolina at number seven. I like that. Like we said. Uh, yeah, they had Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler, and I think they also picked up the tight end leaving Oklahoma to follow to go they with did. Spencer Rattler. Yeah, yeah. So that would be a pretty nice combination mm-hmm, for sure. Oh, South Carolina might actually be a little bit more competitive this year. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, we had our reservations about Spencer Rattler. Yeah. So, uh, Alabama. Is number eleven. So starting from eleven to fifteen, Alabama, Missouri, Florida, UCLA, and UCF. I think I like what Alabama did because they just went after uh, key pieces that they needed, which well, was they only got three. They only have three transfer recruits in that number eleven. Yeah, yeah. The main three were I think they got the number one. Uh, they got the the safety or it was a DB from LSU. They got the uh, running back from Georgia Tech. Yep, they got cornerback. No, it was a corner from LSU. It was Eli Ricks. Eli, and then they have the running back from Georgia Tech. I like that one. The Jam- that's, a, that's, Jameer a Gibbs. that's probably the best pickup. Like, I don't even. You know, I feel bad for Georgia Tech because, I mean, they're trying to move away from triple option. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, they were and Jameer Gibbs. Bit. Jameer Gibbs is that man. He's that dude. Um, so. Oh, and they got the wide receiver from Georgia, right? Jermaine Burton, right? And Jermaine Burton. Yeah. And that's and everybody, everybody the the rest of the pieces here. I think they have the three best recruits uh, or the best three best transfers. My bad. Like uh, outside of. Uh, Caleb I think Williams. in in their. I think they have the best three recruits in their respective uh, positions. positions. So, running the best running back recruit or best running back 
transfer, Jameer Gibbs. Best running, best receiver uh, transfer, Jermaine Burton. Yeah, and yeah. And the best cornerback, uh, Eli Ricks. I will agree with that. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's, I think it's, it's just the rich getting richer. I, I, I a lot of people kind of question why Jermaine Burton uh, wanted to leave their national championship. Georgia team to go pursue Alabama. Would you rather get uh, balls thrown to you by uh, uh, Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett, or uh, uh, Bryce Young? I Bryce, mean, Bryce Young. It's 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 that simple. As well as that, like the, for the past ten plus years, our, our receivers from Alabama have been picked up in the first. Second I mean, just round. look at uh, Jameson Williams. He came in from Ohio State this one season. He's, at, going to, he's going to the draft. He'll be he'll be the first. Probably be the first receiver off the board. One of yeah, one of the two first receivers, right? That's uh, true. But and then who's um, Jameer Gibbs? I think this coming season, Jameer Gibbs. I hear he had a breakout season at Georgia Tech. He has another one with Alabama. I think Jameer Gibbs and Alabama's team will be a, a Heisman front runner. I think he will be in the Heisman, uh, one of the Heisman finalists. Yeah, he'll have an, a better offensive line, mm-hmm. and then with a uh, uh, Bryce Young and quarterback. Then, then Alabama doesn't have to rely so much on Bryce Young because I mean, not to take anything away from Alabama's running back this past season, right? There wasn't much buzz about him. There wasn't much talk about Alabama's run game. It was just the Bryce Young show. Yeah. They didn't – I mean, they ran the ball. They just didn't run it as much. Like, especially against yeah, Georgia. Mean, they, you can't run on Georgia. All credit, to, all credit to Alabama's running back. He was just reliable. Like, yeah. he got it done when he needed to get done. Yeah. So. And but, who's after uh, – who would you say after Alabama was? Alabama uh, – let me go back all the way. Uh, Missouri. Missouri. Who's after them? Uh, Florida. Florida, that's kind of good. Florida, Florida with uh, Billy Napier mm-hmm. already working there. After that, UCLA, UCF at 15. Who did UCLA get? Who did UCLA get? Mm, they did get a quarterback, didn't they? Because uh, uh, DTR is leaving, is he not? No, DTR is coming back. DTR is coming back. Okay, from the top. Uh, UCLA ended up getting uh, Jake Bobo. Uh, he is their, That's their best transfer. Uh, he's a receiver from uh, Duke. Hmm. Okay. And then it was, and then it's a linebacker, Darius uh, Musa. He's from he's from Hawaii. Hawaii, dang. So they're oh, interesting. It's not really big names. It's names I don't recognize off the top of my head. Right, right. But I think it's just the amount of. I don't know. I think it's just the the amount. Is it of a balance, or is it more defense? Um. I think it's it's more defense oriented. Yeah, so they have they have a D lineman from Harvard, an edge rusher from Washington, uh, another D lineman from Duke. They'll be pretty good defensively. They mm-hmm. they're adding just numbers, depth. Linebacker out from Hawaii, like yeah. I said, a uh, cornerback from Wyoming. I think it's it's all it's mainly defensive oriented. So. Yeah. All right, go on with your fifteen to twenty, or sixteen to twenty, or whatever. Uh, 16 to 20, it's going to be TCU, Indiana, Arizona State, Louisville, and Buffalo. And from there, it just becomes kind of obscure. So I, I, yeah. I'll stop at 20. Right. You know, let's, this is perfect because I move, let's move on to uh, a segue to USC and Caleb Williams. Um, obviously, this uh, last Friday was uh, the, uh, I guess, the deadline for enrolling into classes at USC at for USC. the spring. Yep. Um, but I think Monday news came out that he's going to sign with, uh, U- or he's transferring to USC. It was already, it was already, the decision was already made. Yeah, yeah, like I'm pretty sure like he was already going to go there. I think the, there's like, uh, I guess people that cons- think that it was a cons- cons- conspiracy. There's also been some, I don't know if it's, if this is, uh, how would I, uh, reliable sourcing. But some people have said that on the ride after losing to um, Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. 
uh, Lincoln Riley and Jim uh, and uh, Caleb Williams were like seated together, like they went home together. So there's a chance that Lincoln Riley told him that, hey, I'm gonna leave. You want to let's go to USC? USC. Oh. And is it not common for him to sit with Lincoln <clears throat> Riley? Not common. Well, for not common to both of them to leave like separately. Because they would usually ride back with the bus. Oh, they left. Or ride back on on plane, right? They didn't go with the team. No. That's weird. Exactly. So there's like there's some people thinking that there was like some like meddling there, like basically uh, like. I didn't know. I didn't hear anything about this. This is the first time I'm hearing about this. Really? Wow. Look at that. But uh, yeah. So I don't know how like reliable source that is because obviously I don't know. Mm -hmm. But. I mean, it's one of those crazy ideas out there. Like, did U.S. did Lincoln Riley? Man, kinda... it, it just seems slimy. This whole thing with Lincoln Riley yeah. and and just him poaching the best players from Oklahoma to go follow him to USC. I think it's slimy. I think yeah. it's, it's it's real grimy of, of Lincoln Riley to, to do that. I'm I'm excited as you know as as a as a fan to see what happens with that. Like, I hope he doesn't. Like, right now, I don't think. I hope he does, he's not as, as successful. You know, I don't. I I, I don't. I, I want him. To, I want him to get beat down at at USC. That's not gonna happen because he's Lincoln Riley. And also, he he went to a, a simple conference, a, a pretty simple conference. A, There's nobody there. It's besides a less competitive conference. The thing is, I like. I don't understand the narrative that people are painting that USC is gonna go 11 to 1, 12 and 0. How? Where? How is that gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. They have a new head coach, newer staff. And you have to rebuild a whole new, I guess, identity of USC because people don't, some kids don't believe in USC anymore. Yeah. And on top of that, you're going to keep losing to Utah because you're going to go to Utah this coming season and you're going to lose again because Utah is that much better than you. Especially in the trenches. And now also, even if the game was at USC at, in the Coliseum, you, that doesn't make a difference. Utah wins. The, you're losing the trenches to almost any team in, that, in, in the conference. My my thing is just like there's no fans in the stands at USC. Like, like I said, no, everybody's lost faith. It, it's I said this before that I mean I've already said it several times. When the Blue Bloods are good, football, college football is good. And yeah. when when USC was phenomenal, fan, the sta <laughs> the fans packed the stands, and that was great to see. Even even looking at old uh, YouTube videos, nobody shows up to those games anymore. No, no, no. Nobody was there for for Clay Helton. No. Even before Clay Helton, I mean, they were competitive, but they weren't, they weren't stomping teams out or anything. And I and I and I go back to the same thing that I've always been saying is, when 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 people when USC fans say that uh, they're gonna be back to what they were in 2004 or with Pete Carroll, like Pete Carroll was in a Pac-12, Pac-10 at the time that was much weaker than it is now. Uh -huh. Like, and he took advantage of the recruiting um, in US in California because. There was no, like, there was, at the time, there wasn't a, as much, like, social media. Mm -hmm. Now it is. Mm -hmm. Like, now you can go anywhere. It doesn't matter as mm -hmm. much. But, like, most recruits would go to USC because it was Los Angeles. It was... It's LA, yeah. It's still bright lights. still Hollywood. You're still there. Right. But I think uh, in LA, there's, like, it's a market with so many sports and so many, like, pro teams. Like, yeah. like there's, it's easy for, like, a... Like a I guess like, uh, any fucking fan to be like, yeah, they're not playing really well. And also, like, I'd rather watch, uh, like, the Rams play or I'd rather watch or the now, Lakers play yeah. or whatever, right? Uh, the Clippers or whatever. Exactly. Or, like, or if it was Dodgers. baseball or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think there's I – don't, I don't think the expectation, uh, the expectations of, like, oh, they're going to win a national title, like, within two or three years, I don't see that happening. They're not going to win a national title. No. I don't think they're going to no. win a title 
at all. Uh, this coming season, it's going to be growing pains. They're going to they're lose four games. They're going to lose four or five games. And I, and I, I think, um, I don't know, I don't understand where people are thinking that 11-1 and 12-0 is feasible this coming season. You have a whole new staff. Yeah. They also have to play like at Utah. At Utah. You're losing. UCLA put a 30-piece on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys be, got beat by... Uh, uh, you lost to Stanford, which is not good. They weren't okay, they're not a good yeah, team. Yeah. Like, you're, you're not doing it. You're not doing it this they year. They went 4-8 for a reason. They're not a good team. No. And and I think, like, as, uh, like you keep like bringing up the narrative, like, they're going to just transform everything overnight. Like, that's just not going to happen. It's not happening. It's going to take, it's gonna take I think, two years. I think yeah. this this coming season they're gonna lose four games. And also, the next like, season, what, they'll win two. They'll what lo- if Caleb Williams gets injured? That's also true. Like, there's a, who's behind him? What if Caleb Williams isn't isn't what he was all advertised to be? That or and and I mean, you can make an argument about it because he didn't play well against Baylor. He didn't, but he didn't play well against Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think he played the whole. Yeah, he did play. He the played whole the whole game, game against Kansas. See, and um and defensively, Alex Grinch, like they're not gonna be any good. Like as good as like. I With the talent that they had at, yeah. at Oklahoma, this, like talking about this gets me hot because I, right now I don't like Lincoln Riley because he's grimy. <laughs> and then and then and then he goes on to say some oh, yeah. some of the most ironic ironic shit you've ever you like. It takes one to, like it takes one to no one or or it's it's the it's the pot calling the kettle black. I don't yeah. Like, when he said when a, he's talking about putting guardrails to uh, uh, tra- to the transfer portal. Yeah, what, what a, a bozo, joke, bro. What a bozo, like. It's cool that you like. It's fine. You left Oklahoma. Whatever. You left Oklahoma. You wanted to pursue something else. Whatever. We all have different plans. We all have different goals. And then he goes and poaches everybody from Oklahoma. And then he goes on and says, "We need to put guardrails on on the transfer portal." And you know what's crazy about that? The dude has denied players from Oklahoma going interconference yep. uh, in the Big Twelve because they because they were uh, like obviously they were transferring out from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to go either to an Oklahoma State or uh, Texas or something. Yeah. And he de- he denied that. And I think that's uh, one hypocrisy. Uh, hip- yeah, he's a hypocrite. Hypocrisy. So, uh, I think it's just like like just like why would you like like it's just so stupid of him to say something like that. Yep. Like it just doesn't make any sense. So I think it's great for USC because one like now they're I guess they're relevant now. But also now we have I guess a villain. I mean they're not relevant in terms of like competition. No no no. They're relevant but, as in like they're getting talked to all all day. Right because obviously we're talking about them. But I I also like the fact that they're bringing in this this uh, villain to the college football uh, landscape. They've always been the villain. Always. There hasn't been a time where they haven't been the villain. Right but I mean it, it's always kind of changed like because uh, a couple years ago like we you could say that it was Clemson like nobody liked Clemson as much and then it was Alabama. Well like, I mean there's liked... several there's different villains. Right right. Clemson is a I mean, I guess they kind of were a villain now. Right, because it was Dabo Sweeney thinking. I was like, oh, we're uh, we're not uh, are like using like a lot of the the media stuff like as yeah. fodder for like his players and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And like kind of just ribbing a lot of like media outlets and stuff, <laughs> which he's allowed to yeah. do. But it, obviously, a lot of people just didn't like that. So I I I don't like what's going on with Lincoln Riley. Like USC can stay USC, right? Whatever. Lincoln Riley saying this. Just stupid shit on yeah. uh, on his interview. Yeah, what a he's a, it's a, it's a what joke, a bozo, bro. man! What a joke. But I mean, <laughs> but, uh, you can't you can't you can't say one thing and then do the opposite. You feel me? You can't be like let's put guardrails on transfer portals and when when and when and when it can't be. Uh, 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 look look at the message I sent you on that post. Um, what did it say at the very bottom? It was like a, a robber. What post? Uh, did I send that to you? I sent it to you. Uh, it was like a little image, and it was like uh, USC or, or Lincoln Riley was talking about like the the guardrails and stuff. I don't know if you really sent the image, the 
Is that on Instagram? No, dude, that's on text. I don't think I got that, man. Really? I don't I don't have that image. At the very bottom. I don't have the image, man. I don't know I don't know what you're talking about. Are you sure? I'm like almost certain I sent that to you. But regardless. Um moving on uh so uh which is funny because you uh Lincoln Riley what he did was slimy stuff and what uh and it's kind of funny because this next thing with Dabo and Brent Venables um, this is just, yeah and this is this is what a good guy does yeah so uh Dabo uh so Brent Venables leaving uh uh Clemson from uh his DC spot uh to be the head coach of Oklahoma he there was a defensive lineman or defensive end by the name of Jaron uh, Kanak, who is, uh, he's listed as an athlete, but he might be a defensive player. Um, or he might just be a linebacker. I think I know what you're talking about. Are you talking about what you saw me yesterday? Oh, it's about the bank robber uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. comment? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I did not read that comment until now. I only read, really? I only read the- I thought you read, I told you to read the whole thing. I only I read the pupper you. one above it. Yeah, okay. I, it, like it, what I said was like, it, it was like the pot calling the kettle black. Right, right, but what is it? This guy, this guy says that a bank robber proposes laws against bank robbery shortly after robbing the bank. Yeah, that's what basically that's what, what he that, did. That's exactly what he did. So he, 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 he took advantage of the transfer portal, mm-hmm. and now that he did it, he doesn't want anybody else to do it. Right. To affect him, right? Right. What a joke. What a joke, but, um, bozo. But uh, going back to the Dabo and the Brent Venables, so uh, Brent Venables leaving uh, to o- uh, Oklahoma kind of changed the like the commitment a little bit to Jaron Kanak. He was originally committed, or he was looking to commit to uh, Clemson. Mm-hmm. He was uh, his primary recruiter was uh, Brent Venables, mm-hmm. and uh, Jaron Kanak reached out or told uh, Brent Venables that he was he wanted to go follow him. I'm um, oh, sorry, apologies. And uh, Brent Venables told him. Uh, that he basically has no spot for him on the team. Right. And they, 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 he reassured him that Clemson is everything and more that you expect of it. Right. You fell in love with Clemson. You didn't fall in love with me. You yeah, yeah. fell in love with Clemson and what they have to offer. Right, right. And uh, Jaren, and obviously Dabo and Jaren Kanak kind of spoke about it. And Dabo gave Jaren Kanak his blessing to go and transfer or just uh, decommit from Clemson mm-hmm. and commit to Oklahoma. Right. And I just find that extremely, like, it's I almost mean, like heartwarming because it's like, there's a way to do this the right way because it doesn't have to be so grimy. No, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, be grimy. No, I, I love that he told. He kind of reminded him like you, like you're just a kid. You like what you're looking for is not in people. You're looking for institutions. You're looking for education. You're looking for what this school can offer you. Right, right. But I, I, I but I kind of feel like it's also like that relationship kind of like aspect of pr- uh, college football. No, it it is for sure. Because like. Like you build like a lot of these athletes, they build relationships with like their recruiter, mm-hmm. or, like the OC of or course. some position coach, of right? Course, of course. And if they leave, you're kind of like, dang, that kind of sucks. And it's hard to like for a young guy mm-hmm. to kind of be like, I kind of want to go, but it's like I kind of committed here. But it's it was no, nice I, that a coach saw that mm-hmm. there was like that conflict there, and he was like, it's okay if you want to go to and, Oklahoma. And I feel that or, I feel yeah. that more like, on a personal level. Even when I was leaving my first school at right. Wabash. I felt that connection with my with my professors, with my with my advisor, with the, with my friends there. That I didn't want to leave. You know, I I understand the the connection to the relationship you build. So I mean, I understand his connection that he that he built or the relationship he built with Brett Venables. And I, I love that that was when he gave him you know gave him the blessing, told him hey it's okay you can go to Oklahoma. He, that's who you made the relationship with. And I like that even Brent Venables even reminded him like it's it's what Clemson can offer you, right? Yeah, yeah. So I know I like the like just the, but I mean 
it might be different from coaches that don't know each other, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it, like, I think it's kind of cool that Clem, that uh, Dabo and Brent Venables have had that kind of relationship where they're like, mm-hmm. where Brent Venables doesn't want to seem like he's taking talent away from Clemson because and, of Dabo. And Dabo, yep. And Dabo just, uh, he's like, it's okay. Like, I understand this more than people think. Yeah, like, so I, I like, I, that's just a really good story. Just That's just to, I guess, counter what's going on with, with Lincoln Riley. It's, it's just like a, like, it's funny to see both because both uh, mm-hmm. this happened, but like there's a like the one way that Lincoln Riley did it, it's kind of just like like it does it leaves a really bad feel and taste, the in, taste your mouth. in your mouth. Yeah, it's grimy. It's just dirty. Yeah, yeah. It's just dirty. And then and like, then uh, then it's something. It's one thing to do it, and then it's another thing to go about. Then you know, days later, you say we need to put guardrails on it. Yeah, yeah. No, man, you yeah. you just robbed the bank, and now you want to you now you want to make laws against robbing banks. Right. So, but yeah, and then uh, I think this is the last piece of news we got. But Jim Harbaugh is coming back to Michigan. Uh, I guess great for Michigan. I think it's good for Michigan. Really good for Michigan. Um, They have a good staff last year. I think I think their DC left. He's gonna be the the uh, defensive coordinator for the Ravens now. That's actually pretty cool. So. Um, I know they, they need to fill the defensive coordinator. I know they, they but picked. even if they, uh, even if Jim Harbaugh took an NFL job, mm-hmm. um, I think they were gonna, they would either get Josh Gaddis, who was the OC right there. Yeah. They would probably get him because he's been there like three years. At now. the same time, like who? It's again when the blue bloods are good, the blue bloods, like that makes college football better. Michigan is a blue blood, yeah. and who wouldn't want to go coach at Michigan? Like who doesn't want to go coach at Michigan? Yeah. Understandably, it's cold. It's hard to sell. For that aspect, oh, that it's cold up there. I mean, Minnesota's cold, Minnesota's Wisconsin's cold. cold. Yeah, but I wouldn't say those are blue blood. So, I mean, maybe Wisconsin. I mean, I it's still like they st- and Notre Dame as well. They all have to recruit it's cold. and they have to pitch and sell the idea. Like it's gonna get cold here. It's cold up here. But there's there's one of my favorite uh uh uh, uh what's it quotes of the cold is uh. When you can't feel your hands and uh, when you can't feel your uh, fingers and toes, you'll find out who really wants to play football. I like that. I like. I think that. that's really cool. I like that, and especially um, especially when it's that cold, you're you're, you're you gotta win. You get you're in the trenches. Like the Michigan Ohio State game when it was like coming down snow it and was coming down. And it was like in Michigan, like that just felt Big Ten. It big felt ten. like this is like a big game. Yeah. It just felt nice. I love that. So um, I I like I like Jim Harbaugh staying in Michigan. I uh, I think Michigan this will. This will be more beneficial for Michigan just because Jim Harbaugh knows how to win. He wins, you know, tr- double-digit games. Yeah. It's sometimes he just can't win that big one. He yeah. just did it. I think he may be able to do it again. Yeah, one thing that's always been a knock on Jim is has uh, has always been he hasn't been able to get the quarterback right. Um, I think they have McCaffrey, still young. Still I mean, young. he's mobile enough. Mm-hmm. He can make plays. He can extend plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how his development goes, but... I think they're in a good spot. I think for sure Michigan's a good spot. They'll lose Aiden Hutchinson. Um, yeah, it'll be, be tough to replace. Be and I think they they're also losing the other D end. I might be mistaken, but what's nice about that is that they they uh, Michigan ended up picking up uh, Mike Elston from yeah, Notre Dame, and Mike Elston is a very good. Not only a, I think he's a very solid defensive line coach, but he's also a very good recruiter. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be fine. Yeah, they actually might be able to co- uh, to uh, flip. Uh, uh, what is it, Vernon? The Vernon. Kid I do right? believe Vernon? I do believe they'll they'll flip uh, Brandon Vernon. Currently committed to Notre Dame. Yeah, he was a five star when he committed to Notre Dame. He has fallen a little bit, but he's a giant. We, yeah, yeah. You saw his, his six five two sixty something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's yeah, one that big dude, kid. Yeah, he can easily play immediately right now. Uh, but, so uh, I think I think he flips because Brennan Brennan uh, was really close with Mike Elson. Probably they still talk. Mike oh, Elson. I'm sure, for yeah. sure. 
so it's imperative for Notre Dame to keep him in the fold, but we'll see what happens. So we'll, 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 be, we'll be watching that one pretty close. Yeah. I don't think we missed any other, like, slightly bigger news. I think we talked about what the things that we want to talk about. That's yeah. fine. No, if, you, if there's anything else you guys want us to talk about, we're free to talk about everything. Mm-hmm. Like we, sure. we love talking about college uh, football. Mm-hmm. Um, we really want to talk. I really kind of want to talk a little bit more of the Pac-12, just because like there's like the Pac-12 is interesting now. It just it feels like a little different. Like they're not going to be competitive. Like they're not winning. They're not going to be in the college football playoff. I still playoff. don't think. I don't think a Pac-12 team comes out of the comes out to go to the playoff for a couple more years. I don't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think there needs to be a legitimate team there that has a good. If, I think it'll probably be Utah. I think, if anything. I think if anybody, if it's going to be anybody, any Pac-12 team next year, it will be Utah. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it has to be Utah dominating the Pac-12, as in they're winning by 21 plus. Yeah, it'll be. I mean, the conference isn't is is, is it's, nowhere yeah, near it's like not, yeah, the conference isn't as competitive. Yeah, so. I mean, it's also there's no gap between like all of them. Like they're all pretty close. I think Utah is probably the leader because they 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 won the conference last year and they're bringing back. Some pretty good uh, uh, like returns, mm-hmm. like from their offense and defense mm-hmm. uh, rising. The, brand, the quarterback, he's coming I back. Love that. And then they added in the Florida uh, linebacker as I, a transfer. I think I just think that they played with more passion. They played with with a purpose last season, especially with their fallen teammates. Yeah. And I also think if they didn't have uh, who was their starting Charlie Brewer, right, was the starting quarterback to begin the season. If he didn't start and Rising was starting, it'd I think be they undefeated. might. It'd be undefeated season. They might have been undefeated, or at least have one loss somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. And I think they they would have went to the to the playoff. Yeah, yeah. If if it wasn't Charlie Brewer, who, jeez, man. Hey, man, we don't know. Yeah, but yeah. uh, yeah, Gosh. we love talking college football, so we'll talk about any topic or any conference or any team really. Um, yes, sir. But yeah, thanks guys for watching this episode back. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, videos will start dropping around Mondays and Fridays. Somewhere uh, around there. Somewhere around there. So. Yeah, check us out. Check out the TikTok, the Instagram. Follow we, us on there. True. We will, like we mentioned earlier, we will be breaking down the top twenty-five of the final AP poll yeah. th- this past season. So we'll be for, we'll be doing a lot of stuff this uh, this I, off season. I guess it'll be not breakdowns, previewing, previewing. For yeah, next yeah. Season. Previews. Uh, technically, they are breaking down like uh, teams for next season. Yeah, yeah, previews like we did in 2017, back in the day. 2017. Uh, that was a long time. 2017, 2018. <laughs> but uh, thanks, guys, for watching. Uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks.